Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host vengeance i mean dave and john not very vengeful tonight i'm jd and i have peanut butter in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> you said let's start i know and i took a bite of peanut butter well, I we do use peanut butter to make it look like that some of our hosts are talking. So <laughs> that'd be really funny if this was a video podcast. Um, <laughs> you, you know, that's what they do with horses to make them look like they're talking, that's right? Mr. Yes. Red had peanut butter. I heard a rumor that he had a, they put a carrot in his butt. That might have been from a Bob. That might have been a Bobcat Goldway joke that I took as legitimate. <laughs> yeah, I just I just left the theater. I just got home from this movie. This, this is going to be the hottest hot take. You saw you. You saw a movie? I saw a movie. <laughs> well, I think we'll get to that in a minute. Other than the see, movie. Way to see Dog, right? The Mar- the uh, Channing Tatum movie? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Can't, can't beat Channing Tatum. Before we get to the movie that you saw, how was your week? I got a puppy. I, we've been applying. We lost our two dogs last uh, summer. Both in 15 passed away. And my little guy has been um, having a hard time dealing with loss. As he's, you know, he just turned six. So, you know, it's been tricky. And my wife decided she was ready to get another dog. So she's been applying at all these rescue places. And I've never felt rejection like I felt rejection from these tons and tons of rescue dogs we've applied for and never heard a thing back on. We applied for so many dogs and never heard a word back. Well, I came home from the little kids regional with my kid the other day. And my wife goes, look at this cute face. And I'm like, that's a cute face. So go ahead, apply. And I didn't hear anything. And then we got a call back the next day. And we had an interview on Saturday and we have a dog. We have a German shepherd mix. I think we have to do a DNA test because he looks like all kinds of different things. <laughs> and his, his sisters look German shepherd. He almost looks like a Wheaton terrier. So yeah, I, like, at the I, pictures, he looks like a terrier. He does. He does. But I mean, his paws are, are gigantic right. and his sisters are clearly shepherds. So we're going to do one of those DNA swap things just to see. And it's also going to help us know kind of what to look for genetically speaking with him, but he is such a good boy and he's so cuddly and he's so fun. And yeah, we named him Astro. Yes. But not after Astro on the Jetsons no. or Astro boy. No, we, my little guy had a, uh, he, we let him make, cause we said, this is your dog. This is your responsibility. So what do you want to name him? And he said, well, his, we told him he's a shepherd. Next he was shepherd. He said he had his first wrestling tournament at Allen B shepherd high school. And they are the astronauts. So he said, cause you know, the down shepherd was an astronaut. So he said, I'm going, I want to name him astronaut. And my wife and I looked at each other, started laughing and said, well, how about we call him Astro for short? So that's stuck. 
He is Astro Oliva, and he's fit in perfectly with our family in only two days. So it's been awesome. He looked like he liked you a lot. He loves daddy. Let me tell you, the last two dogs were, mo- were big on mommy. This one's real big on da- Hey, speak of the devil. Here he is. Two troublemaker. Oh, hello. Hello. All right. You too, huh? Both you troublemakers. Get out of here. No, hey, Andy, bring him with. Hey, Astro, out of here. Go with Andy. Come on. Now you got to manage two of them. Yep. Yeah, that's a problem. Now he's got a, now he's got a partner. Okay, hey, hey, show off. Take the mongrel. Come on. Part, part. No, no, don't, don't grab him. Don't grab him. I have to, I have to do a dog and deck to me. I'll shall return. Okay. Well, while we're waiting for a dog GD, I, dog I was... That's funny. How, how was your week, John? Hmm. It was okay. You know, I, I, I had, I uh, took today off because I had like, ta- you know, it, it's that time of year taxes uh-huh. got x-rays got you know you get your taxes x-rayed yeah 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 that's see that's it's the newfangled way of doing it you know because then they send the x-rays directly to the irs and you get paid a lot quicker i've heard that trap that trap. <laughs> <laughs> well they they need to know where to inject the 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 money or <laughs> <laughs> extract it yeah I'd like to know true. where they can inject the money because they're, they're just making sure you're not hiding it anywhere, you know, untoward. <laughs> so yeah, no, nothing really to to complain about. Just waiting for the next the the new season. We we talk about streaming wars once in a while. Funimation was one of the big anime streaming sites, next to say Crunchyroll and Netflix and High Dive. High Dive does a little bit more smaller stuff, out of the way stuff. So Sony that owns. Funimation bought Crunchyroll for $1.7 billion. Oh, okay. But here's the thing. You would you would think that Crunchyroll would be the one that goes away, but no. Crunchyroll has the better streaming service. Probably has so, the bigger customer so, base. So Funimation is moving over the past week, everything on Funimation has moved over to Crunchyroll. That makes sense. So Crunchyroll's got the bigger uh, brand. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the 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 more liked brand. Nobody likes the nobody liked the Funimation. Like their their apps for the phones sucked. There are lots of of complaints about you know stuttered streaming or or just broken streaming. The the the, the funny thing is like Funimation has things that would be nice for Crunchyroll to adopt. Like when you have a dub and a sub. Do you know what the yeah. so yeah, a dub yeah. is when you've when they've dubbed an anime and and then you get the the sub the sub or the subtitles right on Funimation it's just you go to what language you want you hit it and you're done but on Crunchyroll they're two separate um, seasons for some reason so you have two season ones one in Japanese one one uh, dubbed and one in Japanese with subtitles so. Like, you know, they, if, if, if they can combine them well and they don't give her the people that did all the stuff that people like, which is what usually happens, you know, they're, see, streaming wars start. And now their biggest competitor is pretty much Netflix, you know, and then some of the free sites that pirate the stuff. But that's about it. That's interesting. They're, it's like, it reminds me of that part in Tommy Boy where the, Dan Aykroyd's telling them he just wants the box, right? They bought Callahan Auto for the box. That's basically what they did. They want the box. Uh-huh. Yeah, just for the name. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Streaming. We're in the streaming wars. We're started. We talked about this last four years. The streaming wars are starting to consolidate, right? We're seeing, yeah. We're seeing a slow consolidation of things, so it makes sense. Sony's not stupid. They say, "Oh, people like this, and it's better than what we got." Let's get it. 
Speaking of streaming wars, we have an article related to that to talk about. I I don't I didn't read any. I'll let you know I didn't read any of the articles ahead of time because I was watching a movie. So I'm oh. reacting. I'm reacting on the fly. I have no idea what we're talking about. Excellent. Okay, good, good. Yeah, and you weren't here two weeks. You know, I wasn't. I was gone. What was I doing last week? Oh, last week was Andy's birthday. And, yes. And, uh, and a flat stuff. tire. Oh, and I got a flat tire too. I forgot about that. I blew a flat tire with the kid in the car. That was fun. You did. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean. I, yeah, I'm assuming it was okay. It's like flat tire pull over, not flat tire. Ooh, we're spinning now. No, you know? flat tire pull. But we were on the highway, so not good. No, no. Not good. Got a nice toe. Met a guy named Dave. He was cool. All of us are. That's true. Yeah. Kind of. All right. So what was I up to this week? <laughs> You've got a girlfriend. We, you we, we know. You've got a girlfriend. you got a lady. We all know. <laughs> Oh my god. That's Why? not what I was but okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no you're not, not wrong. No, just... no, you're not wrong. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like she had never saw the founder. We watched that yesterday. The founder. Oh, the, the Ray Kroc movie, right? With uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um yeah, it is. I mean it's funny because we had had she was we were out, she was hungry, we stopped at McDonald's and she got a and I got a milkshake and I'm like Oh, this just always makes me think of the founder. And she's like, the founder. I'm like, you never saw the founder. <laughs> That's funny. Like Ray Kroc was even mentioned in Epic Rap Battles when they did Burger King versus McDonald's. Because That's a great story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those people don't know Ray Kroc was like the person who basically stole McDonald's from the original. Oh, my God. Guys, He's such a the, the original owners and, and, and then turned it into what it is today. I don't know if they still do, but there was a McDonald's that was by my house when I was growing up, and they had like this plaque, like one of those like 3D plaques with a face like pops out of them, all uh-huh. Ray Kroc in the restaurant, like singing his praises. It was very cultish, but nobody knew who Ray Kroc was, so everybody's like, oh, whatever, you know. Well, yeah, but but you know, praising praising Ray Kroc for your food, not not the best, um, <laughs> not the best benediction of your food. Like, well, it was McDonald's. Know. I mean, like, yeah. I've eaten McDonald's once the last 20 years. I like I went like 15 years. I figured, ah, I'm hungry. There's McDonald's. It's been a while. I'll try it. I got so sick the next day. I can't like, eat McDonald's. The meat has gluten. Mm. The meat. Yeah, which has which gluten. is to say it's not me. <laughs> Think about that. Yep. It I means they mix flour, stuff. some kind of flour in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To hold it together. Well, gluten, gluten it binds it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I keep looking different. I'm like, I look different. I shaved, guys. I got rid of the beard. Yes. Nice. Well, it's been a while, you know. You could have been uh Yeah, exactly. We don't know. <laughs> so Dave, you were you were you know, you so you saw the founder. The founder. Did she like the founder? She was shocked, basically. Like she like because that's the thing. A lot are. of people don't know that story, like how he came in and these two now now granted, I have to imagine there's some creative license in that movie, like were the two founders of McDonald's really super nice guys like that who were just worried about the quality and and consistency of the restaurant? And was uh, Croc really that much of an a-hole? I don't know. I saw a documentary about the subject before I saw the founder, and it seemed like I think that the I think they play up the super nice guy aspect of it because it seemed like the one brother was super interested in like the whole assembly line aspect of creating a brand. Uh-huh. It was not them nice it seemed like they, they were more human in the documentary portrayal like you know like but they definitely got duped and they also didn't see they didn't have the long-term vision that ray Kroc had but ray Kroc was in fact a bastard yeah oh yeah yeah so, i mean another, it was go ahead. The, the 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 idea of owning the land was 
yeah. brilliant but evil because it wasn't yes. his restaurant. <laughs> yes, what it is now. You know, now the McDonald's corporation is one of the most you know expensive, vile companies in America. So, yeah. mm. He's right there in the DNA. Yeah. There's, there, there's another movie like that called Flash of Genius about the guy who in, invented the intermittent uh, windshield wiper. Never Kinnear played played what is it Robert Kearns? They he he got taken. He he invented the windshield wiper, the intermittent part, and I, I forget which I forget which automaker it was. They they stole it from him. They they entered into agreement with them, got their hands on the prototype, then canceled the canceled their agreement with them and then came out with their own. And it took, I think, I think he fought it for something like 20 freaking years before he finally won in court against them. The world of the world of business is filled with so many stories like that. Oh, just in, just, just in our, our industry, John and computer, like when, when computers oh, yeah. were starting and software was being written, like people would write software to, to meet a need, like a spreadsheet program. But the guy who wrote the original spreadsheet program didn't think there was any money in it. And then, you know, Lotus takes it, copyrights it, and like, oh, look, here's Lotus 1, 2, 3. But they didn't come up with it. <laughs> Much like Thomas Edison and a lot of his inventions, he, he would just leave them behind, like the, the the outboard motor for a motorboat. He just left that behind. Somebody else got it. And patented. He didn't invent the light bulb. He, he created the filament. Uh, yeah. the the way the, the the film is used today, but he didn't create the original light bulb. One of the one of the most one of the most um, famous of our like of technology, the most famous patent crap is the buy it now button. Amazon owns the patent for a button that automatically buys something that you are looking at, and nobody else can use that. Oh it's it's yeah, it, patent U.S. patents are bullshit. They're oh, like sure. you you can patent ideas. Oh yeah, you know, and and you know, for sometimes for forget the implementation. It's just the idea of something, and like other countries, they don't allow that kind of crap, but America does, and it's stupid. Samsung and Apple take each other to court like all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah. but the, but the thing is, like nobody, you you can you literally could not come up with another social media platform right now because Facebook and Instagram and. Um, WeChat and all, all these other platforms and Microsoft, they've patented literally every idea that basically you would use to build a, a social media platform. So you, you could come out with it and the next day you would be buried in lawsuits for the next 50 years. There's, to be there, honest, do we need another social media platform? I think uh, we, have too, yeah. we have too it, many of those as it is. But that's the thing. If somebody well, came up with something like Facebook, but like not horse, evil. With horses? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but but so, yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's like no, but nobody can do that because of our patent system. Well, well, John, thank you for bringing up social media platforms. Oh God, no! Why did I do that? Oh man! Oh oh, I'm I'm hanging my head in shame. Uh, okay, we have to we have to do social media madness this week, and there isn't a lot. But so first off, this one ties into what we're talking about today. Of course, we had talked last week that Matt Reeves before the movie came out was already in talks not only to do a sequel, but to actually make a trilogy of movies from the Batman right. universe. I mean, that's what they do, you know? Yeah. And in response, our resident expert of the middle age, <laughs> good old D-Square said, the Batman is not a very good movie unless it's the start of a trilogy or quadrilogy. Lots of aspects about the character and the world that went unexplained in my opinion. Wow, we, I, we, will, we will definitely discuss that take, my friend. 
Uh, Random Randy Savage said, no, because we need to move forward with other properties and characters. Martian Manhunter, the question, maybe try Constantine one more time. Fun on full on horror. That's what, for Constantine. Yeah, that's what HBO Max is for. Yeah. Chances oh, Max. yeah, that's an article I didn't include, but we'll, we'll we'll mention that when we get to the movie. And then finally, good old Timothy Jones said, I haven't seen it yet, but that would be cool. I agree with D-Square that it would will do better as a trilogy or even a quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Not sure if that's a word, but I'm all for it. Four in capital letters. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the number. You know? I got unfollowed by Tim Jones on Twitter this week and I had to beg, Hey man, what's up with that? And he responded, he proceeded to refollow me on Twitter. So, you know, it's not that I have sour grapes or anything. Oh, oh God. God. Oh. Available finer newspapers across this great land, including, I believe he just told me uh, some a couple in Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Just, he just got picked up. You unfollowing son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's spreading. He's spreading. I mean, Every he, he's, like he's, getting carried, he's getting carried by a new newspaper almost every week. Yes, yeah, he's actually cool. uh, jokes aside, he's actually doing a really great job as an independent syndicator, like really getting his stuff out there across yes. the world. So, you know, kudos to our friend Tim. Yeah, all right. Can we make virus jokes again? Can we do that? Is that not safe? Is it too make? soon? Is it too soon? It's been too I, I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. We should do a Twitter poll on that. Um, is it too soon for virus jerks? All right. That's your Twitter uh, right here. <laughs> oh, this is where Dave gets called out. Oh, let's do this one. All right. So last week, <laughs> we talked about Babylon 5, the, the, the reboot, right? And there was a, uh, a statement that was released by the CW that was put into an article that said they would continue on with Michael, without Michael J. Straczynski. That's what the article said, and we talked about it last week on the show. <sighs> Sorry, drank for dramatic effect. However, from the time we recorded that to the time that it was released and promoted on Twitter, apparently they I, it looks like they got back together and talked, and now it's basically they pushed it back to 2023. That's good. That means Trzinski is still involved, which is right. awesome. Oh, so he's, we t- he's still involved. So we tweeted it out, you know, because we tweet out the articles we talk about on the show to promote the episode. And Michael J. Straczynski himself, or J. J. Michael, J. Michael Straczynski, sorry. J. Michael Straczynski himself replied and said, except that's, that's what, that's what's, that's not what's happening. Like at all. Check your sources. So I will say it's a source that we've used many times. And I just think it's, it was a timing issue in all honesty. We replied to the demand. And I said that I apologize. We won't use that source again. We are actually big fans of your work. And yeah. I mean, like, other than whatever. He wrote the other, right? So other than that. Uh, he did write the other. He did write my college textbook, though, on screenwriting. Yes. So, however, boy, are his fans bastards. Yes. Look, please, Dave, don't go through all of these. I am not. I am not. Because I am just going to say. Just let, just let it go. And because, because. Oh, yeah. And they were like posting Ivanova. Ivanova, you don't cross Ivanova. So like from Babylon 5, like it's just, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, they were saying that we were clickbait and like, obviously these people have never listened to the show and, and never will. We and I always try to use, I always try to use legitimate sources like Variety, Hollywood Reporter and so on and so forth. 
we do the best to try to say this is fact and this is rumor when we talk about stuff like and you know of course when i'm promoting it i tagged him in the post it's the only reason he saw it he probably would have never saw it if i didn't tag him i'm amazed he checks his mentions most of those blue checks never check their mentions exactly okay i'm never gonna hear from this guy but yeah i mean people just saying we're yeah like i said clickbait and all bunch of stuff and stupid and whatnot but you gotta you gotta admit like every every uh online celebrity has they have such large followings you're always going to get a few of those in it doesn't look like we got that many you know i mean and and like it, more than, more than we gonna normally be few, like more than we normally get on a we get more hate than love we get on some of our yeah i i know I, I, but it's it's you know like i said it's just there's always going to be a few that are going to get outraged at anything and, and yeah air into somebody it's a, like it's faux outrage too it's not like we did anything that hurt him it's not like you did anything that hurt them like why get outraged and we do so explain very- to me jd why does the internet get outraged that's what the internet's for man yeah that's what we do on the internet we get I, mad at people we don't know and just to reply to one of these i mean like even podcasters should verify John, their facts just we do just don't do it don't. i mean i mean we're not oh, yeah. we, I'm we're not, not we got this covered in. right we're, no. we're no exactly and i'm not going to get into it with these people on here because that just yeah. makes us look bad right again i know the man himself yes i reported we reported something that was not entirely accurate and we apologized for it and move on this is the problem with interacting with people on Twitter is like, especially when you interact with famous people is they get mad at someone for stupid reasons. And then all their little followers will come out like, yeah, yeah, you should have done that. You know what they're like? Remember the, remember those Warner brothers cartoons with the big dog and the little hoppy dog. Hey, Spike, come on, Spike. Yeah. We're going to go do this. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what these are. That's what these little Stan accounts are. They're little yippy dogs. Yip, 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 yip. Yeah. Yeah. You made J. Michael Swinsky angry. Yip. Isn't the, isn't the, Weren't they the ones where the, the guy would cl- they would clock in and clock was, out? No, that was the ones with the with the Wiley Coyote clone who was the. That's uh, right. That's the, right. Uh, Sam and Ralph. Sam and Ralph. That's right. Spike and I believe I can't remember what Spike's buddy's name with the little dog. I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, those were. That's what they. Were. Yes. So. So we will we will do better in the future, people. And <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. We just won't tag them next time. Yeah, no, this is for- no. I mean, no. Seriously though, it, it was just a timing issue. Like they, there were, there were a lot of reports about about that, about what we reported. You know, right. it's just it was just a matter of, I the the day we were, um, recording. Which which but, if you were here, you probably would have pointed out like, oh, they'll probably they this is probably a move to make him come and and back I to probably the would, table. I probably would have said something like that, which clearly it worked. But this problem too is in the journalism and not just in like entertainment journalism, but all kinds of journalism is such a race to be first. So oftentimes stuff does get reported that isn't verified. So it is possible that the source, you know, was wrong, was wrong. And then they took news. They took an actual statement from CW and, and went with that. They did, which CW was probably forced in the hand, like I said, but that was the news at the time. And like I said, sometimes these places that are not us because we're just reporting what's already out there. Like we're just we aggregate. We don't break news. We try to start right. rumors all the time that never take off. So I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we've, we've proven time and again that we're very not good at this sort of thing. Like yeah, so we didn't do nothing. Well, like, blame the CW, but they won't do that. Did you hear that John is in talks to play Robin in the next Batman movie? <sighs> yeah, I'm so mad that I got nothing to fill Robin. In. <laughs> Williams, I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Disappointed in this. 
Well, on that note, boys and girls, if you want to know, <laughs> you can follow us on social media. Be part of social media madness and not throw insults at us. You can check friend D Square to tell you more. Or throw them. Who cares? Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> Thank you for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast. Available on iTunes. Or not iTunes. Well, iTunes. But, well, well Apple Podcasts now. It's on iTunes. Apple Podcasts, you're right. I forgot. Um, and YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we'll take our first commercial break and be right back. After these messages... Back. All right, all right. I only here we are back. I only gave us a couple news articles to talk about. Uh, the first one I'm sure you have heard about already, JD. That the it, it's related to the streaming wars. So all of the Netflix shows that the Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Punisher, all of them are going on to Disney Plus, not Hulu. Because now Disney Plus is going to have more parental controls thrown onto it for more adult content. I already so, do, actually, because we have those locked on the Andes. I've had, I said this was going to happen, so I'm going to take a victory lap. I said, dun, dun. I'm also <laughs> excited I'm going to get to watch Daredevil again, because, boy, that was a good show. Yes. I think, in all honesty, I do think that it's being done on purpose because they want to fold them into the MCU because obviously we had uh michael cox in charlie cox uh, charlie, charlie cox, cox. Yeah. charlie cox in uh, no way home and we had in the hawkeye show so Mike, michael j cox is a porn star <laughs> why do you, i'm not gonna no I'm not gonna ask i made ask. it up i'm sure he is because why wouldn't there be a porn star named that but i i'm assuming hmm. I, I i i wouldn't know uh. Me neither. I don't know. I don't know their names. I just watch their work. <laughs> See, I appreciate the performance. You know, I support the arts. No, I think this is good. I think this is good. I mean, like, yeah, we're folding this back in. I, I hope we can get Mike Coulter back in because I him as Luke Cage is my second. I don't know one. I think Charlie's one and he's one A. You know, like I really enjoyed both their performances. Yeah. And I'd like to see Kristen Ritter back as Jessica Jones. Like. I would yeah, like that too. Good. Yeah, she was good. So every actually everyone was great, but uh, you know, Loris Barat uh, was Danny Rathian. Yeah, he was he was Loris Baratheon, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Does this good. does this open the door to put 
the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus. I do think it does because they're going to want that. They're going to want yeah. to keep it all in one spot, to be honest with you, especially things because of what that's bounced. Disney's in their hierarchy. Like Disney Plus is up yonder and, and Hulu is down lower, I guess. Um, <laughs> so you're going to want those Deadpool clicks on Disney Plus. Right, right, exactly. People Are they ready to put a rated R thing on Disney Plus yet, though? They're putting, they're putting these things on and they're PG 13 esque. Well, there, is, there, there is are some wild... scenes in Jessica Jones that I was about to say there's a wild sex scene between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> they got down with that unbreakable skin. Yes. So I think so. I think so. I think we'll get something R rated on Disney Plus because why not? Like, you, as long as you can do the parental controls, which you can, like, because we have that set on, on my little guy's iPad right now, where <sighs> you know, why not? Plus, there's a lot of good touchstone stuff and other outside. Uh, Disney properties that have been made over the years that you want to keep all centrally hubbed. Yeah. You know, I get mad that I have to pay for Boomerang and HBO Max when I should just have it all on HBO Max. Yeah. You know, this is true. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I can't wait. I want to watch Daredevil again. And yeah, this, the Batman movie actually made me think a lot about the Daredevil TV show and made me really want to watch it again. I think there was a lot of influences there. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely. A lot of anger. A lot of anger. <laughs> All right. Angry white uh, men. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving, moving on. Too harsh uh, for an episode title. I'll leave it alone. Moving on. Of course, we had been talking about the Quantum Leap reboot that we're all anxiously awaiting, right? And uh, they, I, have, I they have cast their lead. Raymond Lee has been cast as the lead in the Quantum Lead reboot pilot episode. And he guys, is. Are you guys they familiar just, with that? No. Yeah, me neither. Let's see. I'm sure this says in the article what he is. Uh, so AMC's Kevin can go f himself, which I heard is a funny show, but I've yet to watch it. HBO Here and Now, HBO Made for Love, Fox's Prodigal Son, Mozart in the Jungle, Scandal. I guess he's going to be in the new Top Gun movie, which I don't think is ever going to come out. Oh God, I forgot that was made. <laughs> me too. It was supposed to come out in 2020, and then we all forgot about it because they're you too know. busy changing everything so china doesn't get mad at them <sighs> yeah just it's a different know. world man it's a different world now can't even yeah. make those jokes I, I i don't know he i'm interested did you see that this i i don't think it was in this one but in i think it was in bleeding cool they said they found a twist for this up for this new quantum leap show where they said he's gonna he's not gonna remember who he is he's gonna have amnesia to which i said Sam Beckett had amnesia. Yeah. Swiss cheese, Swiss, Swiss cheese, cheese brain. brain he, 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 yes. That was, yeah, they were always saying that. Correct. So they're, so apparently the twist on quantum leap is going to be the exact same. <laughs> yeah. They, well, and it's, it's interesting because they're calling him the spiritual successor to Sam Beckett. He's going to find, he's trying to like figure out what happened to Sam. He's kind of okay. calling in Dr. Beckett. Yeah. This deadline article didn't go as in much detail as the bleeding cool one did, but he's going to like basically retrace Sam's steps. They're trying to work with Scott Bakula on coming back. Humble opinion. Scott Bakula could be Al, the Al of this show, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, he can't have Al. By the way, Top Gun Maverick, May 27th of this year is the current release date we'll see <laughs> we're all excited uh, for that excited no no wait are we talking about quantum leap or maverick quantum leap i'd be interested I'm, just I'm to watching, see yeah. i will watch quantum leap i'll put five bucks it's peacock right it's gonna go back to peacock yeah yeah i'll put five bucks on peacock just to see because i'll deal with ads i don't i'm cheap like i know you put five bucks on cox all the time so it's, it's no big deal constantly 
I can hold up my own. I can hold up my own. We're hurting John this week. I love breaking John. Like, I wish this should be a video podcast just for John. Like, John has like Looney Tunes esque wild takes based on the inappropriate things that Dave and I will say on occasion. <laughs> breaking John. Breaking John. Oh, now we go. Episode title. Um, uh, that can that can play right after Killing Eve. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. So we're all on board. We all want to see the pilot. If we ever yeah. get to see it. It's it's again, worth it. It's worth two episodes or so. Yeah, I'll say two episodes. Yeah. Again, I will point out, as we always say, just because we're making a pilot doesn't mean we're gonna get a series. So true. Yes. Fair enough. Oh, it's raining here now. Yep. It's we have like storms going hard. Hallelujah, it's raining here. <laughs> we have storms coming through, so we're we're what I was watching for well, losing power had, just before you came on. We had them last night. My house was shaking, so hopefully it's not as bad as what you guys Wow. Or hopefully mine's you guys isn't as bad as what we had. So that's what I meant. Well, I mean, it's pretty loud out there. So I have to yeah. imagine it's coming down pretty hard. It was pretty loud. It was pretty loud. And like I said, the house was shaking and the new dog was like, what's going on? Like he was perplexed. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> moving on, our last article ties into the main topic of the week. Did you know that there was a cut scene in the Batman? No, I just watched the first one. I did, but I read our show notes. <laughs> I did not read the show notes because I had not seen um, the movie. Uh, who's the actor he played Noise. in Eternals? Barry Keegan? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, that's his name. He's in that end scene of the movie, right? You he's got, clearly, you call... Yeah, he's clearly the Joker. Yeah, Barry Keegan. Yes. Now, you say he's clearly the Joker. Clearly. People I was with at the movie, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Oh, it was my girlfriend, not my son, said... She thought he could have been two-faced because it looked like his face was messed up. But the Joker has a messed up face. Right. Well, yeah, but that's actually a more newer thing. Newer as in 1989. <laughs> yes. <laughs> been a while. Not not, not he, classic Joker. He's, he's laughing and he's making cracks about clowns. I mean, like... Yeah. So apparently the cut scene was Batman's trying to, like, get inside the mindset of the Riddler. So he goes to Arkham and talks to the joker oh they did mm-hmm. the. that's like a manhunter or my favorite movie red dragon that's like uh that's the character of will graham goes to talk to hannibal lecter to get inside the the head of the red dragon so, right which uh, they so so in the description it's basically they're saying like that would have made it very obvious that he was the joker right like it wouldn't have been any ambiguity because you would have seen him basically in the scene i guess there was no ambiguity to the one they gave us. But that made me wonder. So, you know, did they cut the scene because what if they want to go a different direction with the Joker? It's possible. I wondered that too. Not showing him, you could always recast him. Yes. Right? You could. So, but it seems like they committed pretty hard. And that, to be honest, I don't like the scene. It's one of the few scenes in the movie I didn't like, mainly because I felt like, do we need to go to this well again so soon? Yeah, we'll get to that. Maybe that's why they're iffy about it. That's true. That's a good point, John. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, yeah, we'll we'll get into it in, let's see. Do we want to take another commercial break? No, we weren't going long enough for another commercial break. So let's just get into the main topic then, since we're already there. Dogs. No, no. Batman. Oh, oh, I saw that. Starring... A sparkly vampire. No, no. So Robert we all. Pat- Robert Pattinson in his very large jaw. Pattinson. 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 So, so Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, 
Paul Dano, Car- Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis, the Batman 2022. Let's get into this. So let's let's first before we before we talk about our opinions on the movie, let's state some facts about this movie. Domestic box office, 120. It is, it is a Batman. <laughs> uh, domestic box office, 128.5. The international, 120. So 248.5 million opening weekend. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter is 85% from the critics, and the audience score is 89%. Pretty good. Uh, that is that is pretty good. That is that is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And then finally, we pulled our audience. What did you think of the Batman results discussed this week on Superhero Speak? And I was being generous. I gave four options because people have complained about the choices I've given before. The first one was best Batman movie ever. The second option was at least top five. <clears throat> then it, it was blah. And then worst Batman ever. I find it funny that you can say top five and they they're like there's way more than five Batman movies now. There are, but I mean, like there's also some bad Batman movies. In there. Some very bad yeah, Batman oh yeah, movies. Yeah. We talked about well, one not long ago on this show. Yeah, it, it's just that there's so many now. You know, being um, the voice of Batman used to be. That's why I said top now. five, where it's like, oh, this was a good movie, but I don't, I still like The Dark Knight better, let's say. Mm. So the top response was at least top five at 43.2%. The second one was best Batman ever at 35.1%. It was blah, got 13.5%, and worst Batman ever got 8.1% of the results. It's like 70% positive. Mm-hmm. That's good. And the only comment we got was from our good friend, Random Randy Savage. Okay, so we are done with dark and gritty Batman movies for like six years. Only greatest detective, occult wizard, or charming Charming. dick-smashing reporters, Batman. Hmm. (laughs) What? what? Charming dick-smasher reporters? What is that? I don't know. Charming dick-smashing reporters, Vicky Vale. Oh, he smashed her with his dick. Yes. The kid lingo, it's like, it loses me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> We're not kids anymore. All right. So now we heard what other people think of the movie. We can talk about it. Let's go around non-spoiler first. We don't want to ruin it right away for anyone. Initial thoughts. I feel like we need to start with John because he looks pensive. <laughs> I have no idea why 43% of people put it in top five it should have been the best oh okay (laughs) there's (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like there were several points in the movie that i explicitly remember thinking holy shit this is my batman movie like this is the one i've been waiting for like and i I thought my friend hell the poke yeah No, it's like I even going back to like if you compare this one with Nolan, Nolan's looks like, you know, almost like the 1960s Batman looks to Nolan's, right? It's I mean, uh, I it's not as much of a jump, but it's still like there's a there's a jump there that I want to say I want to say the, the no, in comparison, and this might be a hot take for some people, after watching this movie, the Batman Begins feels like a movie that was made by someone who's a filmmaker who thought the character of Batman was interesting and decided to make a Batman movie. The Batman feels like it was a filmmaker who was a fan of the comic books. He must have said, been. let's make a Batman movie. There are so many Easter eggs in this and, and for stuff that's incredibly 
obscure that only it, it had to be like a Batman fan who made it, a Batman fan who wrote it, a Batman, you know, it just like everybody on this. And and it's if you go back to the and watch, I want I rewatched the Nolan film films, the first two this this past weekend. And the end of the first was it Batman begins, the end of that makes no sense, right? Like it's just it it every there was no the plot wasn't very with mic- good with the microwave emitter. Well, yeah, I mean, it it does, but it's like Batman wasn't a detective. It was just action scene, action scene, action scene. The 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 I the character of Rajagul is not what he's supposed to be. Really, I mean, they, it's just you know, and and the whole thing of you know we must destroy this city. It's like. I, I don't know. It just it just seemed a little bit too much, too too caricatured. But this this one was you can follow this. This almost felt like a detective story, and the de- de- detective just happened to be Batman. You know, yeah. I mean, there's it, w- with a little bit of extra Batman on the on the top. What's so your we, uh, so there okay. you go. All right, JD. You since you just saw it, what's your initial non spoiler reaction? So I'm trying not to be like super recency biased because I mean I. I'm literally, this is like the freshest take. I finished it like an hour ago. So I want to see The Dark Knight again. I haven't seen it in a few years. And I remember really liking it. I love The Dark Knight. Dark Knight's literally one of my favorite movies, but I haven't seen it in a couple of years. So I want to revisit that with some, you know, older eyes. But my initial instinct on walking out was that this is the best Batman movie ever. Like, I was surprised by that too. Is because like, I didn't love the marketing campaign. Yeah. Right. I didn't yeah. like, I mean, I didn't have a problem with the trailer, but it didn't like grab me. I thought I was going to have big time issues with this interpretation of the Riddler, like Riddler, Riddler by way of Zodiac, which they didn't even steer away from. They just steered right into it. Like they were like, yes, he's the Zodiac killer. And you're well, like, the, oh, okay. You know, the cards and the ciphers are taken directly from, from the Zodiac. The Zodiac yeah. killer. <laughs> even the mask, the mask is basically the, those old Zodiac renderings. Like, yeah, they may, which I was good with. And I agree with you. This is the most detective Batman ever that we've seen on screen, right? Like it's been alluded to, but there's several scenes of him figuring stuff out or figuring things out on the fly. And then him and Alfred, like, fig- like working through something. Yeah. They work through a lot of things in this movie. I really, really liked it. I liked it. I want to see it again, but it's so long. So, I mean, like <laughs> getting another three hour chunk is going to be tricky. Yeah. But it was, I agree. Like this was, this is the movie that comic book fans have been, waiting for which is odd because like going in i felt like this was going to be the least comic book batman and i was wrong like it owes itself a lot to the the entirety of the batman run in my opinion you got parts of the long halloween parts Mm -hmm. of the court of owls parts of i mean hush but no man's land yep oh yeah Yeah. spoilers go ahead (laughs) but yeah i mean i I, after i i posted the night after i saw the movie like this is the most comic accurate Batman that I've seen so far. And somebody responded like, what version? And it's like, no, there are core things about Batman that they've missed in every movie. And they even make a point of saying his code, his code is he doesn't use guns. This is the first Batman on the big screen did not use a gun once in this entire movie. And even tells Gordon not to. Yes. Yes. Which And man, he does use a gun. He does use a gun. He used it like a baseball bat. Yes, it's <laughs> swinging it. At, yeah, and the final, yeah, at the end. I, I'll tell keeps, but that was the most. That was like, yes, that is how Batman would use a gun. He would bludgeon you with it. Yeah, I mean, I actually had to kept. I kept checking, like, 
Did Jeff Lowe write this movie? Like, okay, no, no, he didn't. It just felt like they borrowed a lot from no, his the stuff. No, the end made sense. So that's how I know. <laughs> All right. Nice. So his concepts, but he didn't write the ending. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of him. There's a lot of Frank Miller. There's oh yeah, Rogers. Like this was. They, I think you're right. I think there's enough. This was a guy who just really liked Batman. Who wrote this? And it's, you know, like any good Batman writer, pick and choose. And you know what? It might be, I I, I could be wrong on this, and we'll get into this in a minute. I also kind of feel like it's the first Batman movie where there's character growth in Batman. I was going to talk about that when we got into spoilers. I agree with you 100%. We can talk about the fight scenes, too. All right. So on that that note, boys and girls, we are now going to get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the movie yet... I can't believe you're listening to this podcast. What are you doing? Listen to the show. Go watch the movie. Man. <laughs> yeah. So stop here. Come back later and listen. If you don't care about spoilers, all right. Here we go. Yes, Heath Ledger. Yes, little Heath Ledger to to get this going. All right. How do we want to do this? So let's start off with the characterization of Bruce Wayne slash Batman in this movie. He definitely starts off this film as the angry young man, the angry young crime fighter. The scene that was in the previews, he beats the guy up that goes, who are you? And he beats the crap out of the guy and goes, I'm vengeance. And then hits him like three more times. Like Which, in the movie, in the tra- this is one of the things that I talked about <clears> in the trailer that I was like, eh, like it came off. It came off so angry white man, you know, mm-hmm. but then you're like, oh, it's supposed Yes. Like it's saying it's saying something. So I was like, I I appreciated that so much. Because again, that is Batman, where you know I will never kill someone, but I will maim that mother to death. <laughs> wait a minute. Let's all wait. I, let's skip over I skipped over the most important thing. This is the first Batman movie that's a noir oh, that 100%. has voice voiceovers by Batman. It's like, oh, there you go. I am now watching an actual Batman movie. <laughs> it was true. I mean, it's it, this movie is this movie is a sleek noir thriller, right? Mm-hmm. Where the it's constantly raining, which I love, by the way, until the very end of the movie, it's constantly raining, until like, and then it's like all this this these shadows. It's but it's different. It looks and feels different than the Nolan movies, right? Like the Nolan mm-hmm. movies try to do this gritty, grim realism, which this movie does too, but it's in its own way. And in a way, this Batman feels more realistic. The city yes. feels more realistic. The city feels very real. Like the, it's the city's the city. The city feels like it's lived in. You know, mm-hmm. not like it's just a set piece. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, there's there's things about this that I really enjoy about the Batman. I like that. I, I when I first saw Batman just walk around with people, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that." By the end of it, it made complete sense to me. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that happens in the comics. It does. But it's something that I was like, I don't think it could ever. And no one's ever really had the guts to do it in a way that wasn't campy. In a- One of the things I felt was a streak of brilliance. And this was pointed out to me by, by my girlfriend was that him riding around on the motorcycle with the helmet on to get from spot to spot and then putting the costume on. Like that makes sense. Cause it's year two guy driving around in a big Batmobile. They're going to know where they're going to be like, there, there he is. You especially, know, especially that Batmobile. Oh my God! It was a that, full Batmobile. That was the <laughs> mo- that was the most epic introduction of a vehicle oh, I have yes. ever seen. Like putting aside like Kit from Knight Rider or something like like just just that. In- the The thing I love about this director is that he knows how to use silence. He didn't have to yes. do anything. He just had to sit there and watch the car like rev while fire comes up from under the hood. It's like 
it was perfect, you know, it's, and badass. <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. I, you know, two thoughts. One, is this the first legit car chase we've gotten in a bad movie? Yeah, because like, yeah. the other car, car like chases were just... Like a bullet-style car chase, right? Yes, yes, yes. Movie. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's a... Well, Batman and Robin, there is an ill-advised, there, there's an ill-placed car chase in one scene with Two-Face okay, that just, okay. it feels out of place too. Like the, like all of a sudden they're in a car chase. It just didn't well, but that, And like, you did have the car chase in, what was Batman, wasn't in Batman Begins, was Dark it? Dark Knight, Dark Knight, we have like, but it's trucks, right? It's that big yeah. tank tumbler and, and a semi-truck. It's not really mm. two cars racing for speed, you know? Yes. True. It felt like this, just like this, because this Batmobile's, uh, it's a muscle car, right? Yeah. So this one well, felt with a jet engine. <laughs> muscle car with a jet engine. Correct. That is a fair terminology. I just like that, that we got a, like a car chase sequence, right? And it was good too. Speaking of gadgets, because like, and it's funny, this is one of the things I love too. One of the things I hated about the Nolan movies, there was too much emphasis on the gadgets and how he got the gadgets and Very putting... Very Bondy. Yes, yes, yes. The Nolan movies, in comparison, when you look at it now, it's like he was trying to do a James Bond movie. You know, I think that eh. I think that Nolan likes Bond movies. You know, I think that's in his DNA as a filmmaker. One of the things I loved mm. was, and it's something that was taken from the. I can't remember seeing this in the comics. Taken from the Arkham game is the electrified gloves when he punches. Love that. Yeah, because that's in the Arkham games, and I'm like, it feels like this guy like. It consumed everything he could to put this movie together. None of the gadgets were over the top either. No, I mean, no, they were no. just. Well, the the context, the the recording context, were a little over the top. Well, okay, so I, that was the only thing in the movie that was like, and that was you know like a little bit future techish, you know. I like but it. everything else, it felt hmm? Batman. It felt Batman to me. Oh yeah, and oh, and man. that's what Batman would do because I right. mean in, in most. Most of the uh, comics now, he's got the the heads up display, you know, and the, mm -hmm. the the visor down over his eyes. So, but you can't take you can't do it in a movie because we've seen that before, and you do that, and it takes away the humanity of a of an actor. So you need their eyes. So I like mm -hmm. that. I like that they kept that. You talked about the sound, you know, with the car. The yeah. sound design through the whole movie was really cool. Like mm -hmm. from the way the music was used to the way the train, the elevated train was like using, they were using it as a foreboding sense of doom in a lot of parts to uh, the Ave Maria coming back. Yeah. Oh times, yeah. In D minor or something. It's like, I don't know enough about music to say that, but like they would use it, <sighs> the singing, or they would use it like part of the score too, was that little hook from Ave Maria. Like, I thought that was pretty ingenious. Like, I want to talk to my brother about it, because that's what he does for a living, the sound. I want to get his thoughts on, on what he thought about the sound design and, and the, the score, because I thought that did a great job balancing together. I was really impressed. Well, the, yeah. the whole movie was the whole movie was planned out, too, because, like, one of the really early scenes in front of the the club, you know, they, they do a shot of the front of the club as, I think it was, I forget who was coming out at that point. I think it was Batman and, and Selena or something like that. I just... But, but you're looking at the shot, and if if you're quick enough, in the top left corner, they're showing the motel across the street, and one of the windows is open, and the lights are on, and there's Joker. I mean, I mean Riddler. Riddler. There's Riddler, and they, like really early in the movie, they were showing that the Riddler was watching the whole thing the whole time. That's how he was getting the 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 pictures of all these different people that he was going after because they were coming right. Brilliant. Yeah. Just like, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, like, 
this whole movie was made by somebody who really cared about detail. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other thing about, again, sound design, when he goes back to, towards the end, when he goes back to the Riddlers to figure out what he missed, and he's looking around and the, the cop get, gets up and he's like, wait, you can't touch that. And, he, and Batman just turns and looks at him. And the guy's like, uh, well, okay. <laughs> it's like, that's perfect. Nice. Batman wouldn't have to say anything because, you know, and, and I swear, I don't know if it's the first time that it happened, but, but that happened in Bruce Timm's Batman where, where he was, Batman broke into the bedroom of Marconi, I think it was. And one of the, one of the guards comes in because he thinks he heard something. He looks in and there's Batman and he just, just glares at him. And the well, guy backs up, backs up, closes the door. One of the other guards walks through the hallway. Goes, Did you see anything? He's like, no, I didn't see anything. <laughs> that's, that's what goes back to the whole voiceover in the war is needed because in the comics and in a, a lot of, even in the, the, the animated series into Batman, when he's in Batman mode, is a person of very few words mm-hmm. and, and n- not wasted words. Like True. he goes to talk to Gotham, a uh, Gotham, he goes to talk to Gordon. He gets the information he needs and whatever. And then he turns, Gordon turns around and he's gone. Like that's, that's who Batman is. He doesn't waste a lot of time talking you know it's and that's part of building fear you know like as he uses it as a weapon even even when he's not batman the only reason he went to that funeral was he he was there he didn't want he didn't have the costume on but he was there as batman it's a reconnaissance mission and you're learning you're learning so much about character and then when the guy heard i forget who said but someone's like oh there's not a lot of character and stuff like no way man this movie is nothing but character even the car was out of character yeah but i mean like this whole thing is about what i love about this movie is this whole thing is really bruce coming to terms with what he yeah it's here too yes and i love what i love the most about this and i actually got a little misty at the end was when the riddler clone says i am vengeance and batman hears that and he's like it hits him. He's like, I'm wrong. You saw the lights yeah. go on. Yeah, it is. And then at the end, when he goes, I can't do that. Like the note through the through the voiceover. And there's a lot of writers that will tell you voiceover is bad because you should be able to convey everything and what, what's going on. But then again, noir has this tradition of voiceover, has this tradition of narration. So you steer into that because it fits the character. Right. And when Batman says, I can't do this, I have to be more. And he's saying this yeah. as the sun is coming up. He's like, I have to be, I have to project hope. And I'm like, oh my God, 30 years. And no one has done that with Batman. Like yep. no one has taken Batman to a spot where he's like, I have to be better. It's yes. never happened before. So it's happened. funny because a lot of people complained about, oh, the ending's too long, right? It's long. It's, I, it's long. But like, I liked it. The whole scene in, the whole scene in the, in the, what do they call it? Gotham Gardens, the, the Madison the Square Garden, Madison yeah. Square Garden. Mm. Like the whole point of that scene is his growth to, mm-hmm. to, to him realizing like, yes, he goes around one of the best fight scenes for Batman ever. It's him like fighting like said, the goons. It was, like, it was very much like that Daredevil hallway sequence. Yes. That's yes. Fight, yeah. Fighting all the goons, the, the, the Joker, not Joker, Riddler goons. I think it was the director or or one of the one of the cameramen did what's that Star Wars movie the one that happens just before a new hope rogue one uh, rogue one he did rogue one he's the the guy who did that scene with batman walking through the, the hallway oh, beating up the guys is the, the same one, one who did the darth vader one yeah but but the whole point of that scene which you know is the end when 
he gets on the, he sees the cable it's going to electrocute people he cuts he um he nearly sacrifices himself to save the people like mm-hmm. i have to not just be vengeance and go after the bad guys i also have to save people he's, that's his realization in the movie yes and this is what's great is because it's easy to do batman vigilante and that's all anybody ever wants to do is batman mm-hmm. vigilante batman mm-hmm. hero superhero is much mm-hmm. harder to do and yes. they made it work here they used character growth they did a bunch too where he's like alfred you're not my father and there's like you feel this like detachment between them but then when he almost kills him he's like it's like yeah you are mother you know yes and him him realizing that his father was human right is a hard thing because any kid i'm going through this a little bit with my own kid now because like you know he's so young you know he thinks his parents are perfect and all that and you know it's a sad day when you learn your parents are mortal and right. Bruce never really has that moment until he's what 30 here. So right. Exactly. Him, Cause him dealing with exactly your parents die at 10. You're mm-hmm. still have that image for the rest of your life of them, which is a big yeah. part of Batman. Yeah. Right. That's you in a mask of the phantasm. He's banging on the tomb. So going, what, what do you want me to do? You know? Yep. Right. And it's, it, it was so well done here without being over dramatic or overplayed. Right. I thought Pattinson does a real is Batman. He does a really good, reserved performance i take everything back that i said i thought he was going to play this whiny cw batman you know all angsty and everything and to a point to a point that's true but but it was done the right way they got us somewhere right like he is this angsty brooding batman but he's i just love the moment where he's like i gotta be more but he's introspective he's introspective during and that's not something you see in these cw because yeah. you don't see that. You don't see growth from Batman in these movies, right? And that's the thing we always talk about in these Batman movies. The movie happens around Batman, right? It doesn't happen this through is, Batman. That's this the, wasn't the case here. This is a Batman movie. This isn't yes. a Joker movie where Batman happens to be there. Right. Yes. This is a Batman movie, like, through and through. I mean, so much so that they used a villain that, like, he doesn't interact with until the end of the movie. The main villain, he doesn't see face-to-face till the end of the movie. Because it's not about Riddler. It's about Batman. And he threatens to reveal his secret identity. And Batman's almost like, I don't care anymore. You know, like I, I, there's people that have to be saved. It doesn't matter if people know who I, you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't care. Right. And again, yeah. like, no one's going to listen to Riddler. because He's freaking crazy. <laughs> but I mean, like it's such, it's so well done. I like how he roots out the corruption. I love the sequence with him and Gordon in the, in the jail, you know, where Gordon and Nick, Jeffrey Wright's a great Gordon. That's gonna say, that, that, yeah. that was my next question. What do we think of Jeffrey Wright as Gordon? He was yeah, he was he good. Was great. He's he might be my favorite. He has so much more to do than even Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman played an important role in mm-hmm. into the first two Dark Knight movies. Uh-huh. I like Gary Oldman a lot, but I really like this one. Right, I liked watching the elevation of Jim Gordon. I liked him and Batman working together from Jump. Right, like which is what they would do. Yeah. Here's here's the interesting thing too. Like they took it a step further in all movies. Like they talked about Gordon finding cops and people he could he knew he could trust and blah blah. Where like this was like no no they don't trust they only trust each other at this until, point until the very end when Moroni steps out or Falcone steps out and you see that there are good there are still good cops left. Yes, you know, and I think that's that's it was nice. It was nice to see that. You know, I liked. I like that this this cynical world hadn't broken every right. right. 
I thought I thought he was great. I really like, and I like the chemistry between him and Robert Pattinson. I thought they were they were really good. Like Robert Pattinson, he had a Batman voice, but it wasn't like Christian Bale's garbling. Right. No, no, it was like, the, like the whispering voice, like Keaton. It yeah. was good. Okay, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, no, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another again, talking about the chemistry between the two of them, it was perfect. Um, She's my favorite Selena, uh, like film depiction of Selena Kyle. I think they nailed it. I think they nailed her because, like, the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman is fun, but she's not Selena Kyle. No, no, not you know? Selena Kyle from the and even the Anne Hathaway one was fine, but I never felt like that was the the Selena from the comics. Right. Yeah. You no, know? this felt like Selena, like the relationship. I think they got the intricacies and the ups and the downs of Batman and Catwoman. You know, like I. Felt I felt that in this movie more so than any movie I think we've had. So, what about Halle Berry's Catwoman? <laughs> pretty in the costume. Bite your tongue. <laughs> Though I will say I did like in the depiction when they when they do it where Selena and Bruce are dating and they don't know that they're Catwoman and Batman. Yeah, that's that, a fun that's a fun scene, but that worked better in that movie. You know, like that had to be that had to work. In well, I mean, she doesn't know he's Batman, but and they're not Batman, and knows. they're not dating as Bruce and, and Selena. No. Well, the, he the knows other who thing, she is. The other thing is neither one of them are that stupid. They would have immediately figured out who the other was, especially having to leave at the same time. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of but it makes for a good moment in that particular. Movie. But it I does. This yeah. Felt, this film, this movie has like we talked about the term verisimilitude from the first super movie trying to make it feel real. This uh-huh. movie felt like it was. It felt real in a lot of spots, but didn't feel like I was being like the wool was being pulled over my eyes. At least I think I had recency bias. I have to go back and look at it again. But with their relationship in particular, it made sense to me. Like I liked it. I liked that they kept it. I liked that they brought in the I think the idea that Selena was was uh, Falcone's daughter. Like I'm a big fan of that. I oh yeah, yeah. Incorporation. I don't think that's been done. I saw. I mean, I saw as soon as like everything right, as that as was going on. Yeah, as as it's like, like oh, as soon as he looked at her, I'm like, okay, the long Halloween, she's his daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they, that. John Turturro as Falcone, too. Fantastic. Oh casting. my God. The best great. casting. He's you know what's great. funny? Because the only thing, I know I've seen him in other things, but the only thing that ever sticks out in my mind is when he was on Monk, because he played Monk's brother. Did you ever watch the, oh, the, the right, show? Oh, right, right. Monk. And he was crazier than Monk, was the whole point. Like, he wouldn't yeah. leave the house or anything. And, and whatnot and collect newspapers and there were stacks of newspapers all through the house and and whatnot and like he's so good in that like you don't you know you get lost you think that's how the guy really is and then you see him like he's such a good actor he really is you you want to talk acting what about colin farrell oh he's great he was great as the penguin he's unrecognizable if you had not put colin farrell's name on that i would have no idea who it was and like he's a guy who got famous too quick before he was really ready for it and i like this reinvention of him as a character actor yeah you know where he's just that's what he's been doing like he's just been playing characters and i think that's a better use of his talent i thought he was really really good here right i was oh he was amazing yeah i love the 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 car chase sequence was again when they released it i didn't love it but in the context of the movie i I got you i got i got you. you Ah, like his scream is fantastic and that sequence is awesome where the batmobile ra- right. races through the fire oh all right, all right. again the batmobile another one of the best characters of the movie yes. all right, all right. <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm i have to take this moment to to mention one of the things i didn't like in the movie like the okay. first time he does it okay every time after that was like oh, come on the batman walk 
Oh, I dug it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I mean, the first the first it, time when all the all the it all felt the, like overkill after a while to me. Yeah, all the criminals are looking into the shadow, wondering, yeah, you know, like the, the guy's paint can it rolls into the rolls into the and dark. I get and, that. Like, and that was that was, was him being intimidating. Like, no, I'm not going in there. <laughs> him, I, I get that. That's being him intimidating and slowly walking out to the criminal criminal to like and it was a cool introduction of of Batman in the movie. But then, like, he's at the the mayor's house, and he and he's like walking slowly through the scene, I- and then there's you know an explosion behind him, and 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 the penguin is not unconscious or dead in a car upside down, and he walks out slowly. Like the penguin could have gotten out and shot him. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of that car, man. Um, yeah. I liked it because it was a cowboy scene, right? Like in the old cowboy movies, they'd walk yeah. and hear the sound of the spurs. And it was yeah. the impending, it was the impending doom. And that's what it is. It's almost like Robocop, right? The way the feet were sounding when they were hitting the ground. Well, you know, you, and I you, love that. I, I absolutely love it. It was like Jaws. Like it's the 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 anticipation that something bad is coming, or the the water in Jurassic Park. You know, it, it had that feel to it. Like okay. it, was just, it was the foreboding doom. But I get it if you didn't like it. I just I thought that was I thought it's, it was well done. It's another tool of terror. I mean, like what he's saying is you can try to run. Can't go I don't have to run after you because Michael I'm going Myers. To yes, right? and, and, and just, just just the fact that he's not showing like any urgency to get to them because he knows he's got them. That's going to terrify somebody into paralysis. Michael you know? Myers, man, that's the whole concept. Of yes, Michael Myers. Character. Yeah, yeah. I love. I the thought shape. it was the shape. There, oh, that's a better way to say it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was so well done. Like. There's so much going on in this movie, which I get if you're if it's a critique. It's a it's a big movie. It's like this. It's almost three hours. There's a lot happening, but I don't think it's boring. Like I think it balances its story really well. I didn't have any problem with the time. Like so, it I at no point did I actually look down at my phone to. I did because I had to get home in time to do the show. <laughs> yeah, but that's so okay. So we haven't talked about the main villain of the movie. Paul, uh, the Riddler, played by Paul Dano. Brilliant. I, so, like, okay, so that's, it's funny because that this, this is, again, like, as I said, I was talking, that's who I saw with my son and my girlfriend. And she was like, I like the fact that he wasn't like an over the top in any way. He was just a nerdy guy. Like, anyone could do what he did, basically. And, you know, which made it more realistic villain. But, like, he did something a lot of actors don't want to do i mean at the end of the movie he doesn't have a mask on but for the majority of the movie you don't see his face yep you know and actors are afraid to do that a lot of times and and i applaud him for that too even his eyes are obscured by those glasses that he uh-huh. has on. like it's a very gutsy very very gutsy choice and then when they capture him in the coffee house which was one of the first scenes they showed in the in the trailers. In the trailers. They don't show him in the trailer, but they show the coffee cup with the question mark on it, which I think was like looking back on it, that was kind of a gutsy move in the trailer because I, I thought that was something else in the, entirely. Like that wasn't the scene where they're capturing him. And God, I thought he was crazy. Like he's so good. You know, when they got him and just the way he was, the looks he looks on his face, he's looking at Batman and the way he was talking, like, yeah, like this, this is, this is good. Like, Oh yeah, not just like not not just like a murderer, but he was like a stalker as well. He's stalking Batman. I mean, like 
Yeah. He, you know, yeah, was, in his was, mind, they have been working Batman. together the whole time. And it's, you know, there's a level of crazy that touches you at kind of like an animal instinct level. That's like, oh, no, I don't want to be anywhere near this, you know? Are, are you sitting perfectly still, J.D., or did we lose you? No, I'm sitting perfectly still. Uh, oh, God, that's creepy. That's Sorry. almost as creepy as the Riddler. <laughs> I'll move. Make you feel better. I'm just listening. No, I, I got to watch it again because I'm still... It was good. I'm still. It was digesting it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a drastic departure from what the Riddler character is. But I think also the Riddler character is one that is hard to get right because he's such a uh, superfluous character. Like he's not. So they've they've tried reinventing him so many times in the comics, and it never sticks. And I'm not sure. Like I said, I was really not sold on the idea of of Riddler by way of the Zodiac Killer, but in the context of this movie, I thought it worked really well. Yeah. You know. So I want to I want to watch it again and I want to cook on it a little bit. I don't know if I enjoyed Paul Dano's performance out of the suit. To be honest with you. the scene with the scene with Batman was fine. It reminded me a lot of the Dark Knight when him and the Joker. Yeah, when they're it reminded me a little bit of that. But I thought it was pretty well done. I did not like I said before. I didn't like the Joker sequence all that much. But I got to see it again. Like I said, I got some recency bias going on, and I want to watch it one more time. But I really liked almost all the performances in this movie. I really did. And then of course the last person we haven't talked about is uh, Andy Circus. Circus. As right. Alfred. Doesn't yeah. have a lot to do, but when he's on screen he does it well. I like that they kind of went with the Earth 1 interpretation of Alfred being kind of special forces guy. He even talks about he's like I just knew how to fight. So I think you get the right. hunch, you get the hunch that Alfred probably at least started Bruce's training. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I, I, this is a new, a new interpretation of, of Alfred as a character, but it's one that I that I think works, you know. And he had he had chemistry with did with I mean the, yeah him the, yeah. like it, it worked they worked together like it it just it was better it was they had more chemistry than they've had in the last few movies. You know? Andy Circus is really good though. Like you got to yeah. remember this is a guy who played Gollum. Like you know he's really good at getting performances that oftentimes his performances get lost behind CGI and we forget how good of an actor he really is. And he's got experience work with Matt Reeves from the apes. Movie. Right. And, and, and that's one of the things too, with this movie again, like he doesn't have a lot to do. He's in a handful of scenes, but everything he does is important to the story. Yes. To the character of Batman. And it just works. Like it's saying so much with so little. Like, which is weird because it's a three hour movie, but like the impactful things are all sprinkled throughout. So, yeah, it was just yeah, really well done. So, of course, the major spoiler we started talking about already, they end the movie setting up the sequel. Well, that's I mean, it it seems like that. And then they seem to be denying it. It's kind of weird. Denying that, what? That that they're going to take bring the Joker in. I mean, no. they, they, I mean, I'm not they, talking they about the Joker. I'm talking about No Man's Land. The idea that like Gotham gets—that's a story from the comic books. Gotham gets destroyed. It creates oh. these pockets of of bands that like basically the city becomes abandoned, mm-hmm. and all that's left is a criminal element. And like different sections are run by different. In the, I mean, one section's Joker, one section's Riddler, one section's Penguin in the comics, right? And you but, see that one of those shots is Penguin looking over the you know the flooded city. Like, right. This is because there's nobody to stop him now. Do you remember who who actually brings no, Gotham back from No Man's Land in the comics? No. Superman. <laughs> Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor pays to fix. Oh. It is the springboard to his presidential campaign. Yeah. 
Sorry, I don't think they're gonna do that. But I mean, like, I do. It's interesting to leave it in that spot because I was like, they're gonna flood the city. What? Where do we go from here? And you leave it, and you're like, well, where do we go from here? And I'm like, what a great way to, what a great thing to leave it on. It's a ballsy like, move. It was ballsy a ballsy, ballsy move to end the movie that way. Yeah, but yeah, man. It was, I'll be honest, I think the marketing campaign for this movie was terrible because it did not make me as excited for this movie as I should have been. Yeah. Right? Even the bizarre use of Nirvana worked in the context of the movie. But I also kind of think it's funny. I think part of the problem is, you know, everyone, a lot of people weren't sure about Robert Patterson. A lot of people weren't sure about the portrayal of Riddler. And also, I mean, how, like Batman again. You know, like people weren't really ready for Batman again. And you, you're going in expecting something along the lines of Ben Affleck or, or Nolan's interpretation. And we got something fresh and new and mm-hmm. closer to the comics than we've ever gotten. Yeah. Closer to the character. Yeah. What I like too is when he did make a public appearance, people like Bruce Wayne, like they all knew who he was right away. Yes. He still had a little bit of that, but he didn't play off the playboy element, which I don't know, who knows, may come in the future. You know, he's still getting comfortable in his skin as Batman in this. Well, he's they 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 there was that one comment by not Mar- not Maroney, other the other guy. Falcone. It, yeah, Falcone. He's like, Oh, it's the it's it's the only guy in Gotham who's more reclusive than I am. Mm-hmm. So he's like He's been he's been concentrating on being Batman. He hasn't done anything as Bruce Wayne. I mean, they had they even had the thing where he wouldn't meet with the accountants. So, like the and Playboy I, thing, maybe maybe comes later as he gets more accustomed to what he's trying to do and needs right. that cover more because mm-hmm. he starts to care more about it. You know? I think that's that's the whole character growth. That's part of his realization at the end is like I can do so much as Batman and fighting villains but i can probably also use my resources to other things to help the city yeah so yeah i mean th- definitely i th- and i think there'll be a lot of that probably there'll be a rebuild project or something that he starts to to bring gotham back yeah it's it's yeah it's just it was such a good movie Exciting. it really was there's so many places you can go with it here's a controversial take what you guys think of the making martha wayne an arkham yeah, it was interesting. I don't know that it, I mean, eh, I wasn't, it didn't upset me. She so wasn't, I, wait, she was an Arkham or she was in Arkham? She was in Arkham. She yeah, was in Arkham. Arkham. She was an Arkham who was also in Arkham, as they kind of alluded she, to. She, yeah, she was the oh, heiress right. to the Arkhams and then, and she married. The, I missed that part. I just, to the Waynes. Well, I missed that like, part. They said she was an Arkham and then that she's been, they, they had her in and out of asylums of her own when she was dealing with her own baggage. So part right. of me kind of, okay, so I had this crazy theory. It's like, oh, so now we have a little nature nurture thing in Bruce, right? Yeah. It's like, we have a, why would you, why would this like person put on a bat suit and fight people and beat criminals up? Well, because he comes from crazy. Right. right. I think okay. she, went, she went crazy because her parents, what, what is it? Her father, her father committed a, ma- a murder suicide. That is not from, that's not from the comics. That's something that they came up with. Yeah. I don't think I hate it. Could no. it also be? I don't either. Could it be a slight nod to Flashpoint? Maybe. It's possible. To where possible. she was the Joker? Yeah, it's, it, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Because it also kind of makes sense a little bit too. If when were to go to the Flashpoint world, right? If these were right. to be like big, the person with that type of a background who also loses their child could. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. But again... Um, that plot point makes everything work because again, the reason why the fund got drained was because 
the, Bruce's father got into it with Falcone to try and protect his family. And Falcone, of course, took it to the absolute end in order to have a hook into the Waynes. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, they, and uh, they also and they also left it, they still left it completely um, up to us to decide, was it Falcone that took out the parents? Did he know that 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 Bruce Wayne's father was going to the to or the cops? Or was it just Joe Chill? Or was it Joe Chill? Or you know, and is Joe Chill Joker? Yeah. You know, like completely well, they, up. They left it open. I like that because even even Alfred's like I've thought about it a hundred times. Yep, I think about it every night. Of what? Then nobody knows for sure. Right. You know, and I like that. I like the open ended question. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's what my son said about this movie, and I think he's right. Is that not only did not only is it a Batman movie, not only does it give us uh, a character growth that we haven't gotten before, but it set up a world like and a world that's more interesting yes. than they've given us in Batman movies before. Well, Batman that's more interesting because this one is actually a detective. You yes. know, I mean, right. it, 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 again, the little things. The first scene with him at the mayor's house, he's walking around. I know you hate the the walk thing, but he's walking. <laughs> he's walking around, and you're looking in the in the background. The photographer for the the corner is is like looking over. Going, oh, what is he looking at? Oh, I got to take a picture of that. And he takes a picture. Yeah. Of, start, he starts following around, take a picture of the stuff that he's looking at. You know, it's like, yeah, he and he's not quite there yet because he made the the mistake with the El Rada Alada, but you know. It's it's just I don't know. Oh, by the way, I just want to read something here about the Joker thing. Uh huh. Sure. Well, while it may seem obvious that Reeves placed the scene at the end of the Batman to set up Gogan as the lead villain for the inevitable sequel, the director was quick to explain that not only was this not his intention, he is in no way convinced that Kroger's Joker will appear in any more Batman movies. It's not an Easter egg scene, he said. It's not one of those end credit Marvel or DC scenes where it's like, hey, here's the next movie. In fact, I have no idea when or if we would return to that character in the movies. Until Warner says, hey, give us the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Until, until they look at the online buzz about that scene and everything and they go, okay, is it's done. Gonna, He's the Joker, gonna, bring him in. Sorry, I just stepped in my Infinity Gauntlet. Is there going to be a lot of buzz for that particular scene like again i've been keeping away from everything to kind of keep fresh are people excited by the potential of another joker there's a lot of articles that have been written about that scene that's and and of youtube videos talking about the scene because anytime you talk about the joker you're going to get clicks but if if the director and the writers can do the same thing with another one of the, the characters as they did with the riddler we don't need the joker we really yeah we don't. Because we've seen so much of the right. Yeah. And again, like any kind of good monster, the more you see of him, the less scary he is. And like we just had a whole move. We've had, we just got done with two jokers, right? Yeah. Who are arguably not as good as the guy. Both who are could be argued aren't as good as the guy who played him before. Both those two guys. So I mean, like I feel like I feel like we don't need the Joker right now when there's still so much else I would love to see from this particular world. You know? Any Joker that they bring in is going to be compared to Heath Ledger's. Or or now Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for that role, too. Like, oh, true. Like, you know what I really want to see in a sequel? Court of Owls. I bet you Barry Keegan would just argue with you. Yeah, I imagine he wants part. Yes, I imagine he wants to work. Um, uh, Court of, well, they, and I think they kind of play with the idea of Court of Owls in this movie, too, right? A little like, bit. A, yeah. A little bit. I think that we got a little bit of hints toward it. And I would like to see 
Gotham, because that's what the Court of Owls is, is Gotham's old world, right? It's their right. old world money. And it makes sense in this broken world that Gotham, that the Blue Bloods would like to, you know, fix things up a little bit. So yeah. I would especially really like, after everything is getting flooded. That's what I'm saying. I would really like to see the Court of Owls in the next one. That was if I was uh, in charge of anything, which I'm not. I'd be honest, that's what I'd like to see. So, which would which would go really well with the way that the direction. Sorry, it goes really well with the direction the plot's going because okay, may, he's he's decided to be hope now. He decides maybe I should use the Bruce Wayne persona for doing something. Starts investing in stuff, and that's when the Court of Owls there gets you go. upset. That sets up. That sets it up really well, actually. So, yeah, I'm. I'm I kind of we ever we never saw like we. I think they were on Gotham or some crap like that. But I don't think we've ever gotten like a real version of the Court of Owls. So I'm down. So crazy thought I'm putting out there. They all um, yours are crazy thoughts. <laughs> so the mayor's son. Yes, I love that whole thing. I love how Bruce sees himself in the right. I love the sequence when he saves the kid from the funeral from getting crushed by the car. Oh man, that was so po- possibly this universe is Robin. Nah, 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 nah. Blue blood. Okay, I mean because that's the whole thing of him seeing himself in in the kid and and everything. It made me think, oh, maybe that's what where they're gonna go with this. But nah, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> All right. I bet I bet we don't get a Robin. No, we need a Robin, I think. I want to see Robin done right. I really do. Hasn't not happened. a not a 30-year-old guy. Did did I hear like I, I thought I read somewhere where like they probably won't connect this to anything else in DC, which is a shame because this is the DC, okay. this is the Batman that the DC universe oh, needs. Wait. But according oh, wait. to DC, they're gonna do more, it's gonna be filmmaker focused. They're just gonna make movies. That do their own thing. Well, yeah, there are sad. there are two spinoff shows that are being coming out of this movie to HBO Max. One being Gotham PD, starring Wright as Gordon, and the other Central. one. What's the other one? Didn't oh. we just do the Gordon? I think the other one is about. He said Matt Reeves did an interview saying that got his Gotham Central idea kind of spun into uh, an Arkham show. He's more interested in doing a show about what goes on in Arkham. Yeah, that's the the other show is Arkham. So, yeah, like we're going to get two HBO Max shows built off this universe. So they're starting to build something here, you know, like you can do and you can do the Bat Family without doing the DCEU. Like, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, go ahead. Give me the look. Uh, I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, I like the movie a lot. All right. Well, let's I guess we can wrap it up. We can go around and give our final thoughts and our score nine out of one out of our score uh, one to 10 capes. Wow. I can't talk. <laughs> and we'll start with John. Oh, this, this, this. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give this nine and a half capes. This was high this, praise. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like, again, like uh, JD said it perfectly. The, the run up to this, all the advertising, or was it you said the advertising, the advertising sucked. The, the, yeah. like it just it did not portray this in a good light and when you're sitting there in the movie theater and you're watching it and you're slowly realizing oh my god this is my batman especially especially the first scene where he walked out of the darkness um it's just yeah i mean like you know and then he spent the rest of the, the movie just enjoying the hell out of it and and not looking at my watch and enjoying the fact that they're trying to you know actually be yeah have him actually be a detective yeah, I'm just I'm I and I'm really happy with Patterson. I didn't again, every time they cast a new Batman, 
there's always like, nah, that that can't be. And now mm-hmm. now Patterson has proved us wrong, just like almost every other single one has proved us wrong, except for Val Kilmer. So so yeah, yeah, I, I'm giving it nine and a half. This this Wait is my this is the best Batman movie. Kilmer or Clooney? Clooney, yeah, I, Clooney was a little bit better than Kilmer. Kilmer was like, eh, I don't know, something about him didn't. All right. and, and Clooney was just doing what Schumacher said. So, I mean, he could have been a good Batman. He had the gravitas. He had the presence. He just was in a, sh- he was just not, you know, given. Well, let's, let's ask our resident Clooney uh, what he thought. <laughs> final, th- final thoughts take, and score. I'll take that with a smile. I'll go with nine, nine out of 10 uh, stars, capes, bad ears, whatever you want to say. It's hard to be a perfect movie. And I'm not sure what this movie could have been better with. Mm. Um, again, I got the big time recency bias going, so I'm really high on the movie right now. Um, boy, it was really good. Boy, it was really. I was shocked. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed. It. I want. I want to see it again, and it's going to be tricky because I can't. My wife is looking like I have no interest in seeing this movie, and she always goes and sees super. But she again, the marketing campaign, I think, and she was also like, "Ugh, Robert Pattinson, like, like, not a Twilight fan." So I mean, like, I think that uh, that really turned her off so i told her it's really good my kid wants to see it but uh no, no a little too violent for him a little too violent for a six-year-old a little too violent yeah 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 yeah. all right Mark, no <laughs> parents <laughs> uh well i could you guys yeah i i don't like i don't like giving things a 10 it's hard to say something's perfect but i will give it a nine nine out of ten capes uh yeah patterson proved us wrong you know i mean and you have to give a lot of credit to the material, you know. And, and Matt Reeves is a director, you know. Yes. He, he knew what he, he he guided the ship and got the performances he wanted. And I thought the Apes movies were fine, but I thought this was damn good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's, let us know what you thought. This is a perfect, I thought this was a perfect Batman movie. So let us know what you thought. I mean, I guess my only criticism is maybe it could have been tightened up a little bit. But it's long. It's long. And I, I get people who that's their major critique of it. I get it. It is long. Stuff could have been tightened up. I I have to go through it again to see what was redundant. But yeah. Yeah. But let us know what you think. Let us know over on Twitter or in the comments uh below. And uh yeah, we want to hear it from you guys. So on that note, let's wrap up with some recommendation for our audience. John, you got anything for us this week? I got nothing in between seasons now. I just say go see go see the Batman. You you will be pleasantly or or very much surprised about how much you like this. Okay. JD. I'm about to finish the Dark Tower finally. It's taking me two years. <laughs> wow. I took a big break in between. But I mean, like, I'm about to finish. I need another week and I should have it done. So I can't give a recommendation yet, but I really like it so far. So yeah. <laughs> All right. I would recommend that you go to superherospeak.com where you can find the podcast every week, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. All the links to our social media at the top of the page. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say, hey, go see this movie. Go see The Batman. Uh, great movie. Um, and I'm also going to say, if you haven't seen The Founder, go see it and you might never eat a McDonald's again. And Which I'll, is just for your benefit, really. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing it, bad it's about gonna, that. <laughs> it's going to help you on so many levels. Much. You know, though they do have the best fries, but they probably have gluten in them too, don't they, JD? They, in fact, do have gluten in them because they put beef flavoring in the fries. And the beef flavoring has gluten. That's crazy. So, so there you go. So on that note, as always, 
Thanks for listening. And don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week. Beep, beep, beep.